serving time for a crime they didn't commit. Locked up by a police department desperate for a win in a town known for sweeping things under the rug. Once their case made it to trial, District Attorney Brittany Younger, a fellow Parkside PTA mom, was assigned to prosecute. Why was this obvious conflict of interest overlooked? And after their court-appointed defense attorney was found accepting money from the police department, why wasn't it ruled a mistrial? Were they too close to uncovering a paper trail of crimes? Was their goss too hot? Or were they simply in the wrong place at the wrong time? This is the twisted true tale of what happened one spring in a small suburban paradise. We're your hosts, Jess and Meg. And we're here to tell you the truth. Blender the Podcast is brought to you in part by funding received for the Flower County Correctional Facility Podcast Rehabilitation Program. Dedicated to bringing humanity, reconciliation, and practical podcasting skills for when inmates meet life on the outside again. Before we begin, Mm -hmm. seeing how this is our last episode, we want to mention a few folks and say thank you who are making this podcast possible. Because the truth is prison sucks. Yeah, it's the pits. But we love the opportunity to tell our story as a podcast through Flower County Corrections Podcast Rehabilitation Program and get to know our fans on the outside. You know, they're, they're starting to feel like family. Oh, yes. Like I can't even imagine re-entering society without a podcast, without our fan base. Mm-mm. And the chance to tell our side of the story, the truth side of the story. It's, it's in, invaluable. Because once we get this story out, our true story, the truth, I just know we're getting out of this hellhole. Yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, I know that when people hear our side, it's going to be like, oh, wow, duh there's no way that this was murder. So, so to start, let's thank a few people who made this all worth it. Absolutely. Um, I think we should start with our number one fan, Jennifer. She sent us the most kind, most thoughtful email. And I was just, I was truly touched. Yeah. And I think even since sending that email, she's joined your downline. Mm -hmm. She has, it's, I mean, how, what a sweetheart. What a complete sweetheart. It was so nice to get that email and just know how much our message meant to her and that she agreed that Steve was a dick. Like I've, I've been saying this, I said it to you off the air and I'll say it here. Everyone has a Steve meet in their life. So this, this is highly relatable. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'd like to thank Daniel 
the guard. Um, he has been so helpful for me personally because he's a big fan of the pod. So <laughs> he's been making sure that uh, I get safely from one side to the other, that I kind of get a little extra special treatment. And I just want to <laughs> say thank you so much because it is so hard to be in here, but it's nice to have friends with. Uh, I the, see him right now. I see him right now and he's blushing. Daniel, oh. stop it. You know, you're great. You are the best, Daniel. Daniel, thank you so much. And then speaking of, we look, we are lucky to be where we are because we also have a wonderful librarian, Miss Patty. And from the day we entered here and we got to talking during our 15 minutes of library time, she was on our side. She Mm -hmm. could relate, she could empathize. And so she supplied us with all the knowledge we needed to make this podcast successful. She is like a mother to me. Yeah. She's amazing. And I just, I just want to put her in my little pocket and take her with me. You know, she's, she's so lovely. Yeah. That'll be the hard thing about when we do leave Mm -hmm. is not having Miss Patty. Miss Patty. But we'll bring you cookies. We'll bring you Meg's chocolate chunk. Oh my gosh. The day I get back in my kitchen, I am going to make so many cookies for so many people. Daniel, don't, don't worry. You're on the list too. You are for sure on the list, Daniel. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? It's so nice. So it's going to be great. And thank you. Thank you, everybody. On April 20th, 2019, the police opened an official investigation on Steve Mead's alleged murder. Three days later, a trial date have been set for the following week. Never in Parkside history has a case gone to trial so quickly, but District Attorney Brittany Younger was hungry for a high-profile case. I have never heard of this happening so quickly. It's like Steve tragically came to the end of his life. We were brought in, interrogated, tapes are missing, they booked us, got a trial date, and the trial starts. It's like, they didn't even have time to do any research. No, you know? no, we've done more research for this podcast and we've done none. <laughs> it's just our, and it's just our life. We're just it's telling just, you our life. And that's like what Brittany. Okay. First of all, also there's a couple of reasons for this. I think mm. theory time one, she was up for reelection and she needed something high profile and she's the kind of woman who will step on other women to get what she wants. <sighs> which is a stereotype that I don't like. I don't agree with it, but if I was going to point to someone who does not support other women, it would be Brittany younger. And here's the thing. I am pro women moving up into leadership roles. I support women. I have business. I can support women. This woman, Brittany, I, ever since she joined the PTA, it was always a competition. Like, Oh, you did that, but I did it 10 times better. You're going to decorate the teacher's door. Well, I'm going to decorate the hallway. I'm like, okay, Brittany, just calm down. We're all on the same team here. This reminds me, she was like creepily wanted to be you, Meg. Stop because it. Because she also, do you remember, she also made chocolate chunk cookies. You're right. Do you remember that? You're right. And it was like, what is she trying to do? This is Meg's thing. I don't like, are you trying to compete with Meg on the thing that she is like the best on? I don't understand how the police completely overlooked that angle. Like there was never, did they ever interrogate her? Did they ever talk to her about her? Because you remember 
just that, oh gosh, it was it. It was right after school started and it was one of the first PTA meetings and you and I were sitting in the front getting our notes ready and in walks Chief Darby and in walks Brittany Younger because they're friends and we all go to the same school. They sat right behind us. And the moment you started talking about this brilliant idea to fund the theater, they just started laughing. Yeah. They were like joking. They were like having like inside jokes back and forth and like just loud enough that I knew they were talking about us. They were trying to throw you off your game because they felt threatened by mm-hmm. you because you knew what the school needed and you had the support. And so they were trying to make sure that you looked like a fool and hello, just never looks like a fool. No matter how hard you tried, you look so put together. Like Thank you can you. be coming off of like one of your 12 hour shifts covered in, I don't know what you're covered in from, you know, sweat. Yeah. Sweat. I was going to say vomit, but I'm like, how many times people vomit in a grocery store? I don't know, but you look so good all the time. Well, they made me feel about two inches tall. I hate that. I know they, I know I hate it too. And I can't help, but feel it like they just are, they are mean, mean kids. Mean, mean grownups, kids. mean kids grown up to be mean grownups. And maybe that's why they didn't want to initiate that anti-bullying program. Cause they're like, yeah. I got so far in life being a bully. Yeah. And I can understand too, like why, why she wanted to do this. The thing that I couldn't quite understand was why the fact that Brittany was very jealous of you <sighs> and your cookies wasn't taken seriously by our former attorney, even though we brought it up numerous times, because I tell you what, he want to get in with the cool kids. A quick pause to share an exciting announcement. Meg's husband, Gary is running for PTA president. We of course, enthusiastically and wholeheartedly endorse Gary. He is kind, thoughtful, supportive, and most of all, he listens and values the perspective of others. If you're part of the Parkside PTA, give a big hear, hear for Gary Schneider. He'll clean up the mess left behind by Steve better than a bottle of breeze out counter cleaner. Peter Dwingle. The court-appointed defense attorney was anything but competent. Beyond his frazzled appearance and failure to listen to his client's very strong defense, he had many other strikes working against him. I'm sorry. Every time you say his name, I giggle. Peter Dwingle? Dwingle? (laughs) Dwingle? (laughs) Peter Dwingle? Like, okay, like how, how is anyone supposed to take him seriously in the court? Like, how are we supposed to be taken seriously when they're like, uh, judge called him ding dong dwingle. I'm like, and I laughed, I laughed. I couldn't stop laughing. And it was like, I shouldn't be laughing at my court appointed defense attorney being made fun of by the judge, but come on, dwingle, change your name. And I think it's important to like in, in a lot of cases, if there's two people up for alleged murder, we would have different defense attorneys, right? But we were, we were, and still are so committed to telling the truth Mm -hmm. that we were like, Peter Dwingle, if you're going to represent me, you're going to represent her. 
you know, like we're going to be on the same team. There's no one going to cut a deal, throw Mm -hmm. each other under the bus. Like we are best friends there. We know what happened, you know? Yes, I agree. And Mr. Dwingle, um, you know, he didn't seem unfazed by it, but honestly, I don't think he was listening. Like half the time, I don't think he was listening to us. I think his mind was elsewhere. Like he was just trying to get through this case because, you know, Mr. 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 Dwing, he, uh, he's literally being paid by the city of Parkside. Yeah. You know, which is like, no one ever talks about how defense attorneys are paid by the city. Right. No one ever talks about that. And who's investigating us? The city. Exactly. exactly. And who, and who, who got murdered? Someone from the city. Mm-hmm. I mean, not murdered. Sorry. I throw that out, but everyone knows that. Allegedly. I mean. Yeah. And died. He And died. Yeah. Who died? Who died? People Someone die every from- day. You know, people- you forget that people die every day. Not every death needs to be investigated. One of the things that Dwingle did that really bothered me was he didn't listen to like any of our ideas at all. No, he didn't listen to the evidence. Ooh, I like the way you said that. He didn't listen to the evidence, Jess. Dumb Dwingle. He was like, he'd be like, we'd be like, okay, well, did anyone consider that maybe he did this to himself? Cause I heard he was on the club chair and Dwingle was like, it's impossible for someone to murder themselves with a blender. And I was like, Dwingle, you're not even trying. You know, it was one of those things, like how many times did you have to say, stop Dwingle, 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 I am talking. And also Dwingle, eyes up here. Eyes up. Dwingle. Dwingle. Look me in the eyes. I said, I must've said it a million times. I'd be like, Dwingle, snap, snap, Dwingle. Dwingle. Stop it, Dwingle. You're diddling again, Dwingle. He was always, he was always like, and he always said like sometimes when he would get anxious, he'd take out that little wooden block and he'd start, um, what's it called? Like when you take the knife and you carve a little tiny statue. Whittling? Whittling. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, Dwindle, stop whittling. But he would also like, how many, he would touch himself a lot. Yeah. He diddled. I mean, dwindle, stop diddling, dwindle. Like it's still there. It's not going to be, you, there's no dwindle. blender in the room. Okay. It's going to yeah. stay attached. Yeah. And he'd look at us like we were going to blend his penis off. And I was like, Dwindle, we didn't even do that on purpose. It and was- he was like, oh, oh, like, like if when that one time, when you mm-hmm. came in, mm-hmm. you came in a little hot because you'd had a tough night and you oh. came in and you, you slammed the door behind you. Do you, did you see Dwingle grabbed himself? He like, grabbed himself. himself. I don't know like, if he, he was, was scary or aroused. One of the two. Oh, I never considered the alternative. Yeah, maybe. I just assumed he was afraid, but ooh. But how are you going to be afraid of us? We yeah, didn't do anything wrong. so cool. You shouldn't, you know what? We shouldn't have a lawyer. We should not have been given a lawyer that was afraid of us. Or sexually aroused by us. Either way, it was wrong. Wrong. Either way, Dwingle was a bad lawyer, is a bad lawyer. Is a bad lawyer. If he had a Yelp page, I would give him a half a star and and write this review. I would say he is either sexually aroused by Megan Jess or he's terrified of Megan Jess. Either way, he grabs his and diddles his Dwingle. 
Because, you know, here's the other thing that the defense, Twingle, failed to do was put Steve's character on trial. I mean, yes. I see that all the time. Put the victim's character on trial. Tell you what, if it was a woman, they would go through all her history. Yep. And see uh, what she was like. Yep. Now, since it was Steve Mead. Since he was, oh, a dad is involved in the PTA. So Ooh. let's not, let's not talk negatively about anything he's ever what done. What a great dad. Look at him being involved in his kids' lives, actually showing up to things. Like it's just mm-hmm. called being a parent. Yeah. But what was a parent was we got the short end of the stick. Yeah. Dwingle stick. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but he still should have done a better job. Better. Yes. A, a better job than just not even taking this to trial. He accepted the first plea deal that we got. And I was like, I do not accept. I do not accept. And then somehow, somehow the judge has papers saying that we accepted with our signature. And there, there's literally went from A to Z in the course of 24 hours. And we had no say, yeah. but I am just so glad we have Jackson Smith as our attorney now. Gosh, he's such a gem. He really listens and he cares. Yeah. If anything, we don't listen to him. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, Jackson, I know you hate that we're doing this podcast, but we just love it. And we're having the most fun. (laughs) Yes. Uh, In fact, as we're waiting for in our inevitable retrial or exoneration, we're going to do one Q and a session. Totally honest. No question is off limits. And if you, our fans, have a question that you want answered, you can email our friends, Sarah and Maggie, at themonthlyjunk at gmail.com. Ask your questions, and we'll be back in just a few weeks. We'll give you all the juicy details. Hi, y'all. It's Maggie Reith Austin. And Sarah Adams. Co-creators of Blender the Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about this fictional world or the short film Blender, head over to our website, themonthlyjunk.com. You can also keep up to date on this and other projects we're working on by following us on social, on Facebook and Instagram at The Monthly Junk. If you enjoyed this episode, we appreciate a five-star review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to help more people find this story. Help us grow by sharing with a friend. Thank you for listening. Hashtag release Jess and Meg. Hashtag Blender the podcast.